that we call Mother's Day, where we celebrate all of the women in our lives who have helped form and shape and encourage and nurture us, whether it's a biological mother, an adoptive mother, or a mother here in our church or community. We give thanks for all of those that have uh, nurtured us in our lives. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey, and I bring you greetings on behalf of Pastor Mary Jo Yakel, our preacher of the day, along with Pastor Bob Thomas, our pastor emeritus. As a reminder, two weeks from today, uh, make sure you mark your calendar as we will be celebrating Stony Brook's 60th birthday. Now on that same day is Pentecost, the day that is commonly referred to as the birthday of the church. So it's just gonna be a big day of birthday celebrations. It seemed fitting on this day of celebration to also recognize, acknowledge, and bless our newest outdoor uh, tool of ministry, the newly constructed shelter house. And so we'll be celebrating that that is uh, a part of our property as well on that day. Bill Barter, Nancy Mangini, Jennifer Hathaway, and Pastor Mary Jo are all coordinating all of the logistics for the celebration of that day. So if you have questions, you can reach out to one of them. But in the meantime, we would love for you to be a part of the video happy birthday greeting to Stony Brook Church. If you go onto our website, stonybrook.church, on the home page or into your weekly electronic newsletter, you will find some very simple instructions on how to record and upload that, um, that video happy birthday greeting. And then on the 23rd, we're gonna view the video during worship service. So we wanna see as many faces as possible. And we hope that you will be able to participate. At this time, I invite you to quiet your hearts as uh, Deb leads us in our prelude and we prepare to center our spirits for the rest of worship.
you join me in a spirit of prayer. Almighty God, in this season of new life, we give you thanks and praise for the gifts you've laid at our feet. May we share them to bring new life to others. As we offer them, may they be received as a blessing. May we offer you our hearts as well, knowing it is Christ who leads us and empowers us for ministry. In your holy name we pray, amen. I invite you to rise, either in body or spirit, as you are able, as our vocalists lead in our voices and we sing in our hearts. be seated. Let us turn our hearts to God for a time of prayer. Mothering God, you breathed life into our lungs as you called us into being. You created us and call us very good. We are your children. Your guidance as we grow, develop, and mature always leads us back to you, a place where we are nurtured, comforted, empowered, encouraged, and protected. For all of the ways you care for us through your grace, we give thanks. Mothering God, this is a day of a reminder of all of the complexities of being family. Our feelings span the range of joy, anger, grief, to indifference. Parenting is hard and it is beautiful. Being a child is hard and it is beautiful. And so we pray. We pray for those who have had relationships filled with love and laughter. We pray for those who have had strained and painful relationships. We pray for those who desire to be a parent but haven't had the experience. We pray for those who have lost a mother. 
We pray for those who have lost a child. We pray for those in our lives who don't share our biology, but have served as nurturers, encouragers, supporters, and have offered safety. Mothering God, we pause today and we lift to you our pain, our joy, our sorrow, our gratitude in these moments of silence. Pull us into your embrace. Comfort us. Love us. We love you and we pray all of this in the name of Christ Jesus. As we join our voices together praying the prayer he taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
how amazing it is that times change. Walked into one church and found myself applauding and quickly realized that didn't go over. And now that we can't say out loud at full regalia, amen, guess what has become our way of saying yes? By applauding. It is a tool of encouragement and I feel encouraged. I thank you for that. Uh, I do wish you all a happy Mother's Day. For, for those of us women who've never had babies, we just claim everybody else's. Yeah? It works. Um, I, I'm wearing my most favorite earrings. Um, they're cheap, um, but they belong to my mother. And uh, she made a journey. Dad and her did what they called doing the round. She, they drove and visited all the children in a loop, and she carried with her her jewelry box. And she laid the jewelry box out and said, you may have anything you want, which is really awesome, yeah? Unless you're the, five, the fifth child, and then the pick. But I got these. But they were clip-ons. How many of you know what clip-on earrings are? Man, I have to tell you, I am keenly aware that when mom would sit down and proceed to unclip her clip-on earrings and rub her earlobes, I knew that Eve had returned to the household. It was an outward and visible sign of goodness. I give thanks for this day, knowing that all of us have mothers in some fashion or another, and it is a godly work to be a part of, and we're all in it together. Amen? Friends, we continue our journey with the Acts of the Apostles being guided by the lectionary of the scriptures for the season of Easter, and we're grateful for that. I want you to know that our visual committee went to great lengths to create a center for you to focus and there are 12 candles representing each of the disciples, all of the disciples, and thus inviting us to join in being brightness to the world. Amen? Our scripture reading picks up from where we were last week, where we uh, remembered that Peter and John came onto the portico and discovered a man who was uh, crippled from birth, and Peter says, I can't give you money because I don't have any, but I will give you what I have. And then he does that wonderful statement, rise and walk. And he does. We have a gift of healing. And then everything goes nuts and people get upset. And Peter and John are thrown into jail for such terrible behavior. And we pick up from there with the scripture and we'll be reading in the fourth chapter, beginning with the fifth verse. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, also called Jonathan, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name do you do this? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, 
if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man, standing before you in good health, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, and it has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, and there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, Almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servants speak to these, your beloved ones, who seek to be counted among those who lift the name of Jesus with all the power and brightness that it encourages. In Jesus' name we pray. And together we say, Amen. This amazing energy of saying no and saying yes, of rejecting and accepting, or the accepting of it. I was standing in the new dorm room that I had been assigned and was probably unpacking, don't know, don't care, Knock came on the door that was open, and I turned around, and there was a bright young thing standing in my doorway, and I said hi, and she said hi, and it was a marvelous moment. She introduced herself, I introduced myself, and she said, hey, I think you're new here, and I said, hey, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I was a new sophomore, and since only new people were coming, she was intrigued that I was, I was out of order. That's how you get noticed, if you get out of order. <laughs> And so she said, hey, I'm a part of a really cool group. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I paused. You see, the answer is quite easy. Yes. Knew him then, know him now, claim him then, claim him now. Hope I do it better than I did back then. But... There was something about the way in which this question got asked that I kind of sat back on my heels and went, <clears throat> what do you really want to know? <laughs> Too bad I didn't ask that question. But it caught me in such a way where it became very clear that this person wanted to be the one to introduce me to the salvation gift of Jesus' name. And there was a little disappointment where I said, yes, born and raised in the faith, baptized at three months, and I've been at it ever since. Oh. <laughs> What's in the name? We talk about the powerful name of Jesus, but why is it powerful? How is it the tool that opens the doors and melts our hearts and provides a way? How do we put our heads around all of that? What is it in a name? Now, I have to tell you that I am often and regularly in new groups, and typically when you get new groups together, the first thing you do is you introduce yourself. 
I like the one, whoops, apparently I'm into a preaching mode. I, I like the one where they said, tell us your name and who do you share your house with? And I said, my name is Mary Jo Yakel, and I share my house with Meshach, Shadrach, and Buffy. Great come out. They're called icebreakers. They're meant to help us get beyond the protocol of the moment and to help warm up the communications. I remember in, in youth fellowship, we did icebreakers when we'd had youth gatherings and, you know, they lined us all up in lines and everybody had a toothpick and you put the toothpick in your mouth and at the back of the line, they gave you a lifesaver and you had to pass the lifesaver all the way up by using only the toothpick in your mouth. We would never do that today. Thank you, God, and I mean that. Um, and we did it, and I remember going, ooh, gross, this is terrible. Why do they make us do this? But I'm also a rule follower, so I did it anyway. Icebreakers, sorry. <laughs> they don't warm my heart. <laughs> but then I went to one group, and the leader said, I want everybody to know names, but let's try something new. Ooh. I'm sorry, pastors don't want to do anything new. They want to be in control of everything. And when somebody says they're going to do something new, you got to get over the hedge before you're allowed. To... So he went up to the board and he signed in his name on the board. Full name, all of it. And then said, here's how I got my name. And by the way, my last name is German, so this is how it came over. And told a little great quirky story about that. And then said, the reason I like my name is because my middle, my middle name is my mother's maiden name. And I went, huh, I didn't know that. Cool. And he said, okay, now I want everybody else to do it. Go in, sign your name however you want, whichever way makes you fine comfortable and happy. And then I want you to tell us how you got your name, and then I want to know one thing about your name that you like. I can guarantee you if we said, one, tell us the things you don't like about your name, we would have a list to the nth degree. One thing you like. So I went up, signed my name in, Mary Jo Yakel. How'd you get your name? Well, mom and dad just liked the name Mary. I thought it was because I had an Aunt Mary who was a single, is a single gal, and I got named after her. No, that's not true. They just liked it. But they did notice this fourth child. By that point, we had a pattern in the Yakel family. Every single one of us had Joe in their name. I was going to be only named Mary Joe, and that was it. To this day, I love that name. The reason I love it is because Mary, to me, has some tenderness qualities, very feminine, very beautiful, kind of biblical in a very real way. And, and then Joe is succinct and a little strong and kind of bold. And I like the fact that every single one of us has it in our names. Joseph Hughes, Lois Josephine, mom and dad. Claudia Joe, Joseph Douglas, Joanna Irene, who really hates her name, Mary Joe. It was a cool way 
to come into the world. By the way, I, I'm going to give Brian a hard time. We do sound checks before you guys come in. And he goes, okay, MJ, you're next. And I went, only my father calls me MJ. And you could hear this, oops. And then I said, and you can call me Mary Jo. <laughs> anyway, it was a kind of a cool moment. Friends, I have done that powerful warm-up style, ice-breaking game with groups that I didn't know, with groups that I knew a long time. And here's what's interesting. I always find out something new. What is the power of the name? My sister named Joanna Irene said she always knew when she was in trouble. Joanna Irene! <laughs> I just had to depend on the tone when my name got used. And I had very effective communicating parents, so I knew when I was in trouble. The power of the name. There is a part of our culture a disregard of the name of Jesus. And to this day, when I'm out in public, or to this day, when I'm in any circle of human beings, and the name of Jesus is used as an expletive, there is a little part of me that just goes off center. You see, for me, the name of Jesus has always been the right answer to all the Sunday school questions. How do you do this? Jesus! It was wonderful. But here, there are times when it gets used as an explanation of curse, frustration, and anger. The power of the name. I meet with, uh, we have returned to having Bible study on Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock, led by the pastor that's preaching the next Sunday. And this was our first time for me to enjoy that group and that gathering. By the way, it's an open group. You can zoom in. All you have to do is let the office know and we'll get you on the right page. We sat together on our Zoom meeting on Wednesday talking about the power of the name of Jesus and we lamented when it gets abused. And then somebody said, but you know what? Anytime I hear the name of Jesus sung, it's never harmful. It's always encouraging. It always brings the best out of me. Jesus, Jesus, how I love thee, how I love thee more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for faith to love thee more. Even right now, just in that very simple piece of music, whether you sing or whether you don't, don't you feel yourself kind of like breathing easier, opened up a little bit, encouraged, oh, for strength to love you more, the power of song. The student said, whenever you hear the name of Jesus sung, it blesses. Now, 
I want to own something. If you cannot tell, I'm a music girl. I will direct from over there. I will forget to quiet my feet and offer the bass drum for you. I will sing harmony with you guys, because believe it or not, I can go as low as you guys. And I cannot help myself, the gift of music powers me. I remember the day that I sat between the senior pastor and the associate pastor. I was the lowly student pastor. That's a fun place to be. Actually, it is. And we're in full tilt on a hymn, and I'm sitting there kind of cringing because neither of them can carry a tune in a paper bag, and it was hurting to listen. But did they quiet down, and did they sit back and be polite and not sing at it? No. They sang with their hearts in gusto. And I look forward to the day when I get to listen in heavenly choirs and know that it doesn't matter if you're on key or not. The song will carry your heart. The name of Jesus to accept it as encouragement, to welcome the power that releases in you, to realize that you have a choice to say no or yes. I will share with you what I have. Oh, that scripture. It opens. I have said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it many times. The issue upon which I cut my justice teeth as an adult was the issue of racism, and it started in first grade. I'm sorry, it started in fifth grade when I went into a community that decided that they needed to deal with the discrimination between skin color when it came to education. Nashville, Tennessee went into busing, and I was in school and became a part of that process. I learned about Martin Dr. Martin Luther King through that process. He became a hero to me, a man that without a desire in his bone to be center, stood up and claimed the power of Jesus. Later in my life, I studied this man because he thrilled me, he excited me, it was awesome. He could turn a phrase, oh, the only power that could have released that was Jesus himself. And as I began to read a book called Let the Trumpet Sound, I realized that now as an adult, I had to deal with the reality that Dr. Martin Luther King was a human with clay feet, called to a powerful work and still with clay feet. And for years, I was upset that he had betrayed promises and covenants, and it upset me deeply until finally I realized that part of his power was the acknowledgement that with his clay feet, God chose to use him, and that is our faith. I give thanks for the hope that now resides in even me, 
I know you hear it almost every time I preach, and I turn and I go to the altar, and if I could get on my knees, I would, and I say, either through or in spite of this, thy servant. It's said for a reason, because the God that we serve and the Jesus that we follow and call upon will move no matter who we are, if we are willing to risk it. The power of the name of Jesus. Friends, one of the joys of being an itinerant pastor is I get to see a whole lot of you guys. Not just one group that I get real familiar with, but other ones. And every once in a while, I get to serve with another pastor, and I get to sit with them and enjoy them. Do you remember the part in the scripture where the wise ones, the authorities go, by what power or by what name do you do this? They ask a question. They want to know what's going on. You need to pay attention to this one over here. Pastor Jennifer has a gift for asking a question at just the right moment in just the right way that the people want to open and explore. She, it's a gift. There are times I actually write those questions down to ask and to be asked the questions that will free you into the new power of life as the chosen disciples of God. Friends, I name Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, not because of what it excludes, but because of what it mandates I include the name of Jesus is the power of what we do and now we are asked to go forth as Jesus would Jesus Jesus how I love thee how I love thee more and more Jesus Jesus Precious Jesus, oh, for faith to love thee more.
be seated. Friends, I give thanks for the way in which, having received, you are free to choose to respond. We call it a tithe, a gift, an offering, a contribution, a willingness to take a portion of what God has given you and free it to the world through your Stony Brook Church. The ministry and missions that are declared as being a part of the living of our faith are always in front of you. I especially on this day give thanks for the way in which Stony Brook gathered together $12,970 for the Grace Haven Ministry Project intentionally created so that those to whom the world would enslave might find freedom, the power of Jesus in their lives. I thank you for that and for the ways in which you make sure that this body structure is able to move with the intention of each and every day. You are a blessing to us. Friends, there is a tradition here in this congregation of a benediction that unites us together and reminds us that though we are sent out by God into the world to live into the power of Jesus, we look to the day when we gather again together. So I invite you to join your voice in this. May I just take one moment and remind you that we are still using our safe sanctuary, our safe protocol. So if you'll allow the ushers to release you, and then you may go to the parking lot, and if it's not raining, talk amongst yourselves. I have an alternative for you. If you see somebody here that you want to talk to, write their name down. Call them this week. Spend time with them this week. We now have some serious tools for communicating beyond just when we're present. We've expanded it. So let us speak together the benediction. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors.
comes from a book called Faithful Men. I just want to thank you for being faithful men and joining and the joy of singing together praises of men. Thank you.